0: Welcome to the Murph's Place 808 for the Level Golf Podcast. I am your host, Murph. Hey, guys, we have a special edition for you tonight. I know I uh, put out the podcast with the interview with Tyler Ogawa, but tonight you guys are in for a special treat. You've heard this guy's name for the last three years. I always start the show off with the Fia Fia belt, the competition we had at Moanalua. And you know that there was a certain person that won that belt and nobody could get it back from him and he's held that belt for the last three years. Everybody, please give a warm welcome to my host my guest tonight, Joe P. Hey Joe, what's going on, brother?
1: Hey, thank you, brother Murph. Thank you for having me on your broadcast, man.
0: No, thanks thanks for joining us tonight. So I figured, you know, you're over here for the um the Big Island tournament, the Waikaloa invitational. So I figured that we had our first round today. And I thought maybe we'd discuss that a little bit and kind of get the people out there to know you a little bit more, than, other than what I told them. Obviously, uh, you know, we talked about the belt and you winning the belt all these times and and nobody being able to get it from you. So um, just kind of introduce yourself to the people. Um, tell them how you got started in golf.
1: Yeah, hi, my name is Joe Finksovat. Thanks for having me again, Murph. Um, yeah, so I was a self-taught, I was a former racquetball champion state time champion national champion and you know i kind of started late so in right around 21 to 22 so
0: you were 21 or 22 years of age yes yeah not 2021 or no, 2022 no, no. <laughs> yeah. so you didn't play junior golf you didn't play any high school golf you didn't play any college golf
1: no i just took uh, the game of golf from a good friend of mine that was playing racquetball
0: Uh, Was playing racquetball and
1: he invited me to the golf course and from there, man, I just got hooked
0: Yeah, you know, and I talk about that on the show a lot how I started kind of late too I wasn't I was 26 or 27 when I started but once I started playing I was hooked That's all I wanted to do and I wanted to get good at it So you ended up even though you didn't play any college Like you I was self-taught I basically just read golf digest magazine and golf magazine And I would go out to the course and practice what I read I never had any formal lessons. Did you have any lessons? Did you have a coach at at any time?
1: Nope, was always just uh, me, myself, and I, just at the driving range, learning every club and how to hit it, and um, I'm a field player. So, you know, it kind of makes the game a little easier, just knowing your own swing and your own feel. So, basically, you don't have any swing thoughts.
0: Yeah. Did you, um, at any time, did you, like, want to maybe did you ever work on changing your swing or have you always had the same swing basically throughout your entire golf career
1: yeah basically it's the same thing it's just right in that slot it's easy to repeat um i just knew how my ball was going to react so that's that's about it Try yeah to keep the game as simple as possible
0: yeah you are really a good field player because i mean around the greens you, you've got probably some of the best hands of anybody i've known that's played golf you can get up and down Basically from anywhere, other than today, on hole uh, hole number nine, was it? Yeah. Did you have a what a forty yard shot and then happened to just kind of uh, uh,
1: yeah, just you know was sculled slight, across the green? Yes, like David, I didn't know what to do, but the fairway was, but it was no excuse, you know. Um, it was in a divot, but it still had a little grass behind it and underneath it, and it, it was just a simple pitch shot with a lot of green to work with, and you know, it's one of them times where you know golf things can happen. Yeah.
0: Yep. Exactly. It, you never know. I mean, you could have a perfectly good lie, and, and something could happen and you can mess it up. But what's impressive is knowing, knowing you, I mean, we've known each other for quite some time. Um, basically, I think first we first met like probably tournament time. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing each, seeing each other at tournaments. And then uh, after I started working at Moana Lua, you eventually joined in and in in, are currently still a member at Moanalua golf club. And But what's impressive, knowing you this as long as I have and knowing um, that you didn't have junior golf, you didn't really play any college, you didn't have any instruction, you still were able to um, play the Asian Tour. And so to kind of tell people how that came about, how you ended up getting on the Asian Tour and playing there.
1: Well, you know what? um, Everyone that's been golfing, they have their time and their moment. And I just felt like, you know, in 2002 when I won a lot of tournaments and I just felt, you know what, let's try to take it to the next level, just like racquetball. Let's see what I can compare myself into the international side. So I figured, you know, I tried the gateway tour first and, you, you know, I mean, you, you want to go Monday qualifying, but what if you miss the cut on Monday? What you going to do for the rest of the week? So I figured, you know what, I'll pay thirteen five and have 12 tournaments to play. At least you have week after week to hone your game and try to compare yourself uh, against these guys that, you know, hitting the ball mile, and you want to just see what other players can do and what you can improve on your own side. So yeah, from there, you know, uh, I felt real good in Scottsdale. And then I told myself, you know what, let's go back home where I'm from Laos, so in Thailand. So it's close. So the Q school was in Malaysia. So went up there in 2004, you know, and, and got it, and figured just try to ride and gain as much experience and, you know, no regrets.
0: Yeah, and you played how long on the Asian tour? I played for about three
1: years and then decided like you know, I just getting kind of old and I wanted to start a family.
0: And so you just came back, came yeah. back to, to yes. the States here?
1: Yeah, so I came back from the States, played a little bit, and then from 2015, uh, lightning strike you know when I got into that car accident you know
0: yeah yeah so kind of tell everybody what happened there you I, I mean uh your game changed significantly from the time that you were prior to 2015 that I mean obviously you you're still a great player you're still a good player um but it, it takes a, a special type of player to be able to qualify and maintain status on a tour like you did on the Asian tour. So you were probably a, a little bit better or maybe a lot better back then. But in 2015, you, had, uh, you got into a car accident. Kind of tell everybody what happened with that.
1: Yeah, so you know, it just wrong place, wrong time. You know, I was on a crosswalk and like I said, lightning strike just in a blink of an eye. Uh, you know, it was a red light. So I tried to wave the driver down. So I figured he'd see me and when it turned green. I wave him once again, and I figure he's not turning. So I decide to walk, and next thing you know, I glance, just see this giant construction truck, and it was lights out from there. Got
0: back uh, to Queens,
1: and from there, golf was over for a while.
0: Yeah. And then how long after 2015 did you just pick it up and start well, playing again? Yeah,
1: around like maybe it was a hard recovery over two years. You know, I, I still have pain on my back. You know, the the broken ribs on the side, it, it, it heals over time. But again, you know, once you get a pain on your back, you can't really generate the speed and the strength that you want to because you can't.
0: Transfer. You're probably your flexibility is affected to it also, course. right? Yeah, yeah
1: you've seen how we played together, Murph, and my swing got shorter. Yeah. You know, it's like a half swing, but again, you know, now with the technology, you got to just use what they provide and, you know, you can't be afraid to use those rescues or five woods, you know, but if you have your, your off the tee, it takes a lot of stress off of it. And then knowing that you get short game, you know you pick your holes what yeah. i try to do is you know every tournament that i play i figure there's majority four part fives i figure if I birdie out of four that's four under right there and then with golf you know what happened in golf you might make a long one you make you might hit a good iron shot into those part four or part three it's a funny game
0: yeah yeah what so i know you've actually how many times have you qualified through the Governor's Cup points and, and got into the qualifier for the Sony Open?
1: Well, you know what? Um, back in our time, they didn't have the player of the year, you know? Uh, back then from 2000, I was the player of the year for 13 years straight, you know what I mean? But they didn't have those kind of awards. They would just have the number one ranking, whatever it is, and, and you know, um, out of the thirteen time, you know, I was grateful to qualify two times for the Sony Open, and... It was just a treat. You
0: know? Yeah how was how was that experience getting to to, to qualify and go and playing in the Sony Open with the pros?
1: Well, you
0: I mean know, not. I mean you were a pro. You turned pro what year?
1: I I turned pro right after 2004. My last Sony Open as an amateur.
0: So you played the Sony Open 2004 as an amateur. Yeah. What, did you play both those times as an amateur?
1: I, I played 2002 as an amateur and 2004 as an amateur.
0: Okay, and then you turned pro after yes. that one. Yes. Did you um, play? Any, did you play the Sony Open after that one?
1: No, no.
0: Okay. No. Well, no. You went to. Yeah, we went, went to Asia. Asia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now, now you're in a position for this year. Player of the your points. I mean, you 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 got to play in the Governor Cup qualifier last year. Yeah. You've done it. How many times? Probably almost every year, right? Yes. Yeah. Secretive years. Have you since you've been playing in the Governor Cup points? Have you qualified for the Sony?
1: No, like, like like I said, last year was actually the first year that I pretty much committed to amateur golf again. So last year, you know, I just let it slip off my hand. That was a great, great round that I put in the front nine, and like I said, it was in the palm of my hand. And uh, the flat stick, you know, everybody goes through it. Uh, I just had a bad day on a flat stick. It was just three puttings.
0: Yeah. At nine. Um, talk a little bit about the the process for once you turn pro you can i could say i'm i'm going to turn professional right now and i'm a professional golfer um doesn't mean i'm going to play in a professional uh, 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 pga tournament but i can declare being a professional at any time what is the process what did you have to go through in order to get your amateur status back so that you could play in in amateur tournaments and i'm assuming you did that because there's not that many pro tournaments here
1: yeah the reason why uh like like the process of being a pro there's many type of pro there's a teaching pro there's a club professional there's assistant pro so assistant pro is you work at a golf course so basically if you want to be a assistant pro or club pro whatever it is, you're going to have to take your ATP uh, test, it's a 36-0 um, round and basically once you qualify, they give you like a top 15 or whatever it is and then from there um, the section will send you a paperwork that uh, you're a legitimate pro and there's also a regular pro that you can just claim that you, you want to be a professional and then basically you can just teach but you can't just play another amateur tournament
0: right and so is that why you kind of got your amateur status back because there's not that many tournaments there's not that many pro tournaments here
1: yeah so basically when you look at that unless you have a class a pro like uh working at a golf course and finishing your um pg of america that's the only way that you probably have decent amount of tournaments to play but back in the days they they would allow atp players to play so basically you don't have to work at a, a golf course you just pay a due and you can enter this so i'm, I'm assuming that Los section got kind of insulted that you know a lot of atp players coming in and taking their their pride away by winning the tournament because majority back in my time was a lot of atp players were winning the tournaments Mm. So they pretty much fire and complain, and then from there, a lot of sections decide to, you know, limit uh ATP players from playing the club professionals. So from there, it eliminates half of the tournaments. Yeah. So basically, it it, it was a no brainer, not to remain as a pro anymore because there's not many tournaments unless you're gonna move to the mainland and and start another career up there because in Hawaii, a lot of the tournaments disappeared.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know, uh, I I heard that they're actually going to um, start the state open back up again. And I heard it's supposed to be at Kapolei, like next month is what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what somebody told me the other day. So I mean but even if with even with that, you got that tournament, you got this tournament we're playing this weekend, the Waikaloa Invitational, because there are pros playing in this one, in a different flight than the amateurs. You got the Pro Pro, the the Pro Scratch. Um, you got the mid pack open. You got the Maui open, but it was canceled this year because of the fire over there in Lahaina. Right so there's not that many pro tournaments so i i mean i don't know why you would want to unless like you said if you want to be a teaching professional where you or you're working at a golf course that's that's a different thing that i mean i could see why somebody over here would would want to turn pro or they're going to move to the mainland or they're going to try to make it on one of the tours the mini tours or corn ferry, or whatever it may be so um but let's take a real short break and we'll be right back hey you yeah you Do you have the best music taste out of all your friends and co-workers? The best way to prove it is to stay ahead of all the amazing upcoming talent. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. There's some artists out of Ohio that you should definitely be aware of. Dicasso, D-C-A-S-S-O, yes, like Picasso, just released a new music video for his song, Going Back. This rapper turned singer has an upcoming album this year full of beautiful ballads, r&b slow jams and hard-hitting rap records head to www.smartboystudios.com as soon as you're done listening to this episode of murph's place to watch the music video while you're there check out the phenomenal c-money baby the songbird Corey gossett and all the top tier talent that the smart boy production team are working with such as Eamon jones july 10 tempo tys markey d knight and much much more If you or someone you know needs quality production, mixing or mastering, just head to the website www.smartboystudios.com and fill out the contact form. You can support Smart Boy Studios by going to shop.smartboystudios.com to buy merch or linktree.com backslash smartboystudios to check out the Discord server, new releases and merch. All right. Welcome back, everybody like I said, we got Joe P on the show tonight. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that, um, especially like, like we were saying that you didn't really have any formal instruction, but yet you ended up playing on the Asian tour for three years. That's pretty impressive. And, um, I mean, you obviously definitely have the game for it. Maybe not as much now because of your accident and everything, but, um, It's just good to have you back out on the course playing.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back.
0: Um, So let's get into a little bit about today's first round of the Waikaloa Invitational. It uh, was not a pretty sight for your boy Murph. It was not good. Um, Leland and I and a couple of guys played Thursday, and I played really decent. I shot 72, hit the ball good, hit the driver good, hit the irons good, putting was okay. Not great, but not t- terrible. Um, today, it was like I couldn't hit the ball in the fairway. If somebody held a gun to my head, I had four OB balls ob- on my drive. OBs lost four balls and one lost ball, and one the lost ball was on the same hole I hit at OB. So it was not a it was not pretty. Eighty two today, which put me uh, I want to say in eleventh place. Right, and then you ended up. Not too bad, not not good according to your standards, but um, I would have been happy with a with a 74. Um, 74, right? 76. 76, 76. I still would have been happy with a 76. Um, but right now, leading the tournament in the amateur division, we got Tyler Ogawa, shot 65, seven under. That's pretty impressive. And... You know, I kind of messed with him today. I told him, I said, you know, the only reason you played so well is because I had you on the podcast last night. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like, yeah, that's probably why. That's probably why. I go, make sure you give me the recognition. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, And then in the pro division, uh, we got Casey Nakama shot 69. Uh, And then our very own Leland uh, Pereira-Blody from uh, the Village Course where I worked, he shot even par today. And then my boss, the main man, Kevin Hayashi, he shot two over 74 today. Uh, leading the senior AM division, Cullen Burgess shot 74. Like I said, I shot a miserable 82. And Dustin Kauhi, Uh Dustin is also an employee there, works at the, at the Village Course. His very first tournament, and I know he's not happy with the score that he posted. He shot 89 today, but... Um, It's still impressive for somebody's very first tournament that they've ever played in. And he has not been playing the game very long. I'm going to say two years, maybe three at the most he's been playing so far. So, I mean, I would be happy if I was him. I know he's probably not very happy about it, but he should be because it's not really that bad of a score being your first tournament. And, you know, tournament golf is different than playing with your boys, right?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, you're playing with your boys, you just – having fun out there making each other laugh and making jokes and when the bell rings you know it's a whole different story you know it depends on your pairing who you're playing with sometimes you don't know that person and you don't know how they are sometimes you don't know uh, you know i mean that joke might might flip around and they might take it the wrong way so he probably felt a a little uncomfortable um being in his first tournament and you know comparing to playing with us
0: yeah Yeah, and what I, you know, it's so funny because you were obviously paired with um, some of the, we're a little older, you and I, Um, me a lot older than than you, you're still in your 40s, I'm in my 50s, Um, but you being paired with those young guys, Zach and, and some of those other guys, I mean, that's got to be kind of cool for those guys because they all know uh, Joe, I've described you in the past as being like the Energi- energizer bunny. You, uh, you're really, you actually, you're surprising me right now. You're pretty tame for, uh, being on the podcast <laughs> because normally you're not like this. <laughs> Joe P is not like this at all. And, uh, so it, you're kind of like the energizer bunny. You don't shut off. It's, it's pretty cool. So I know you're always giving those young guys, uh, giving uh, them some hard times and and talking some crap with them and stuff. So how was that playing with those guys? You played with Zach today, yeah?
1: Yeah, I played with Zach and Isaiah Connell. So uh, I know those boys uh, quite well. I play with with them quite a bit in a few tournaments and stuff like that. So they're pretty comfortable with me. And, you know, they're the new generations. You know, they're paving the way for us. You know, of course we want to beat them. You know, we're still competing. We still want to beat them, but they're the new generation. Uh, if we can give them any type of advice, they're, they're they're very grateful. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and what do you? Uh, and I I talked with Tyler about this last night, but um, I was saying, man, those UH, that UH team this year, they have, I mean, they have some talent on that team this year. I mean, Tyler Ogawa, you got Dane Wantanami, you got. Uh, Joshua uh, Hayashida. You got Kobe. Kobe Array. You got um, James Whitworth. Whitworth. I mean, these guys are... I was telling Tyler last night um, what I do with the paper. There were two tournaments and I'm not talking about UH tournaments. I'm talking about Hawaii State Golf Association tournaments. There were only two tournaments this year where they only had one player in the top 10. The rest of the tournaments, they had at least three and and as many as six in the top 10 of these tournaments for Hawaii State Golf Association. And I was telling Tyler last night, I was like, uh, and obviously Tyler won the U.S. um, Amateur, so that was the one that he was in the top 10, but he won. So you can't really count that as uh, like against them. They only had one guy. But I was telling them, man, they should definitely be winning the conference this year with as much talent as they got. And what's your take on it? What do you think about those guys that are, that are on that team?
1: Well, like I said, you know what? Um, they are under one good coach, Scott Simpson. You know, I, I know Scott Simpson very well. And and the player that they got this year is one of, one of the best teams I've seen. Like I said, you know, I play with majority of the UH players you know so i know very well capable uh what game they have and like i said so much talent you know it, it's basically for the older generations to just coach these guys i i know scott can't go to every player and and sit and talk and train so you know what i mean they playing these tournaments to gain their experiences and to have comfort what what we did back then and what they can take forward into their new career and 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 their gains because we all know man these kids man now with technology wise they're hitting it on a mile
0: yeah oh man they're hitting it so far i I, I can't I can't compete with those young guys they're just they're they are just too good and oh I can't I'm, I, I I would be remiss if I did not bring up their number one golfer on the team blaze akana
1: oh yeah blaze
0: blaze i i I, sorry about that blaze if you're listening i i did not mean to purposely leave (laughs) you out Uh, your name just popped into my head just now when i was thinking oh there's i know there's a couple other guys on there i know i don't know all of them but i'm just from tournament i don't know them know them i've been around tyler quite a few times right you know and um and dane um and Dane, Dane's – I think Dane's a really good player on that team also. But, yeah, I mean, I know it wasn't up to your uh, up to your satisfaction today the way you played. It definitely was not up to my satisfaction the way I played today. Um, tomorrow's a new day. Um, you, we're not out of it. You definitely are not out of it. Governor Cup points are on the line. So, I mean – I think I think you're in. I don't think you have to worry about it, actually. Just play your game like you normally do, and it won't be an issue for you. Obviously, I'm not eligible for Governor Cup points, and that's fine, but I do need to play well to not slip in the senior point ranking. So any other thoughts on what your plans are for tomorrow?
1: Well, like I said, tomorrow, like, we, we kind of back, put ourselves back in the... You, you know in the middle of the pack but like I said this is golf if a person can get a bad round and a good round what makes you think you can flip flop it you know what I mean so basically you know you just gotta go out like I said it's one more day and you just gotta give it your best and like I said there's no tomorrow tomorrow's our last and final round give it your best and that's all you can
0: do yeah right exactly exactly Let's flip back here for just a second. And uh, do you even know where the Fia Fia belt is at your house? Well, I got so tired of bringing it out. You know,
1: I used to get advice when I first wanted, wear it, jump in the shower, (laughs) scrub it. You know, you told me you were sitting with it and wearing it when you was using the toilet. So what makes you think I can't wear that belt and take a shower with it? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I know the last time, the last time we played, I think it was the last time, you had not brought the belt for the match and you had made the comment, I don't even know where that belt is. It's somewhere in my garage.
1: (laughs) Because you know what? When you're confident, when you're playing at your back door, because I don't need to show that belt because it's going to remain <laughs> at some place in the house.
0: Dude, that, is, that was crazy. I, I mean, both myself and C-Dub, we had a couple of chances to get you. Not very often. Not very often. I'll admit that. But we did have a couple of chances where yes. you only won by one or well, I think one shot over C dub one time. Right. And two over me. I got two was the closest I could get. But what really tripped me out was a time that we were playing. And it was me and you battling. I came, I think C dub was kind of out of it for going into the last hole. And you would ask me, Murph, how many am I am I up at how many am I ahead? <laughs> and I was like, Uh, you're up three or four and you were like, Okay, number nine. At okay. I'm going to hit this drive off my knees. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got down <laughs> on your knees. That, see, that's why I wish sometimes my podcast was uh, video. And I eventually, I'm going to eventually convert it over to video. But <laughs> I, I wish it was video right now so I could pop that damn video up <laughs> of you hitting off your knees <laughs> And you got on your knees and hit that with the driver and it went right down the middle. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I think you made par. I made par? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's that's Joe P for you guys. Uh, All right, let's take another real short break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Murph, a passionate golfer and host of the Murph's Place 808 for the Love of Golf podcast. I have been involved in the golf industry for over a decade, and my passion for the game has only grown stronger over the years. Through my podcast, I strive to bring the latest news, insights, and interviews with professionals and amateurs in the golf world. Whether you're a seasoned player or just starting out, my goal is to provide valuable information and entertainment that will enhance your golfing experience. So if you're looking to improve your swing, stay updated on the latest golf trends, or simply connect with fellow golf enthusiasts, be sure to tune into the Merce Place 808 for the Level Golf podcast. Together, let's take our love of golf to the next level. And remember, the best way to stay connected is to subscribe to the Merce Place 808 for the Level Golf podcast and join our growing community of golf enthusiasts. So hit that subscribe button and join me on this exciting journey. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it was picking up your uh, ab belt. <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> the mic was real close to it. <laughs> All right. So I got to tell you guys, Joby is a trip. So, you know, you guys have seen that ab belt thing you put around your stomach and you put this gel stuff on it and then you turn it on and it contracts your uh, abs and... He told me he bought this a while back and told me he was using it. He's like, oh, it works. I'm like, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And then um, he's – how long have you had that? Probably a year now? No, about six months. Six months. Okay. So you've had about six months. And then last month when he came over for the Big Island Amateur Tournament, um, when he's over here, he stays here at the house with me he goes, Murph, that ab belt is working. He pulls his shirt up, and I was like, holy shit, it is working. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, and this thing is working, so we, we had we'd finished golf, went to dinner tonight, came back, got in a hot tub, had a couple margaritas, get our body, you know, we're older, so we got to get our bodies loosened back up after that torturous day of golf today, and then he, take, take, we take, he takes a shower, I come in my room, take a shower, I come out and he's like, check it out. He's got this ad belt on. So he's been, he's been wearing it, <laughs> <laughs> but it works, man. It, it works. I'm going to have to buy one. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. But, oh man. Anyhow. Um. Oh, uh, here's what I want to ask you. I know that you've, uh, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, but I've talked about this in the past and I want to get your take on it. Being as a former professional golfer and kind of knowing what's going on with that, what is your take on Live Golf? Well, like I said, my take
1: on Live Golf is, you know, I, I just don't get it. You know, they're playing three days of golf, no cuts, and they want to be in an official role ranking. How is that possible? When these guys are playing Four day tournament on a PGA tour
0: against 100 guys and against 100 guys, not against 40 guys.
1: It's not like you're playing a scramble in in a team event, and also that these guys are playing for their dreams, they're um for taking care of their families and histories. And I mean, it's tough, man. When you get into the PGA, you will know what we're talking about. Two days just to make the cut, it's not as easy as you think. You know, these guys can play.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my next question would be, if they come to you right now and say, that's really not a fair assessment. That's, I mean, that's not a really fair comparison. Because anybody in our position right now, if they came to us and said, would you come and join Live Golf? We'll pay you $50 million for joining. And you can play golf. It's a little different for us because... We're not in. We're not on the PGA Tour. We're not. We're not trying to make history. We're not trying to leave a legacy behind in the on the PGA Tour like those guys. So it would be easier for us to go. Yeah, sure, I'll come do it. Make fifty million dollars. Yeah, but if I was a PGA professional and I'm playing on the PGA Tour, I would not do it. I would not do it. I don't. Like you said, it's three days of golf. There's no cut. It's, it's a participation. It's like getting a participation trophy. A guy can shoot 20 over and still get a $150,000 check. How is that golf? That's not golf to me. That's exhibition golf. Do you feel the same way about that, though? I mean, would you? Granted, if they came to you now, you would take the money probably and go play. Of course, because we, we know we can't pretty
1: much compete against these guys, and that can change our life. Right. but if I have the opportunity that knowing that I still can compete money is not everything man it's basically you got a full two year status and you still in the primary game you want to look back and say look I played against the best you know mm-hmm. what I mean yep. and then it's nothing to look back and say hey you know what I've been a PGA member and consistently consistently and again to me that's more valuable than, than money Yep. like there's a difference like you said if me and you we we don't have the game to compete against these guys that live in and breed in day in and day out they have their private coaches and all that kind of stuff you come up to me and say hey you know what Joe just for your personality come to the uh, live golf I'll give you 50 minutes huh. grab me on a plane I'll be right there tomorrow buddy <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah
0: yeah um it, so if you had to um if somebody was just picking up the game and wanting to play golf and, and, and I'll I'll break it down two different ways you got a buddy that just wants to go out and play golf have fun, drink beers, not really compete in any tournaments or anything like that, what what one or two pieces of advice would you give him as a, as a way to, he still wants to try to get better at golf, but he doesn't you know, want to play tournaments or compete what's one or two pieces of advice that you could give him to make his game possibly improve?
1: Well, it's, it's pretty much uh, um basically not an advice that I wanna give him. If he's just wanna play recreational golf and have fun, yeah, don't expect too much. But if you wanna better uh, at a game, it's like everything else, man. You gotta put a little time in it. And if you wanna pursue it more where you really wanna beat your friend, then again, it, it, it's not gonna come to you overnight. You know what I mean? You, you got to go out there and play. There's many different players. You know, I mean? if they took lesson from the start, then they're going to have to keep and remain in with their coaches and stuff like that. For me, I don't need nobody because I, I, I've been self-taught.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I And and I've always, I've always said, um, if you want to get good at it and you want to compete, you got to put the time in you're not going to get better playing once a week you got to put the time either playing or practicing more practice than playing because you can't really work on stuff when you're playing on the course there are times that you can but for the most part that's not where you do it you do it on the range where you can you know work on hitting certain shots and making sure you got your right alignment, you got your right swing path and all that kind of stuff. Going out on the course and working on it, that's why I kind of hate giving guys advice. You know, they ask me, Murph, what am I doing wrong? Well, this is what you're doing wrong, but I don't want you to try to fix it here. I want you to do it on the range and then come out and play because you're going to try to fix it here and it's just going to screw you up even more because, you know, it's not, you're going to hit a shot, you think you're doing it right, and it's it's not going to go the way you want it to. So... You just got to put your time and effort into it if you want to get good at it and to, especially if you're gonna compete, would you agree with that
1: uh absolutely Mur that's that's what I said you know what I mean it's like you can't teach somebody on the golf course you can show them what they're doing wrong, and then from there you take it to the practice facility right and get better yep
0: that's yep it. exactly um all right well. I think that's about it, unless you got any other words of wisdom for the people out there listening to the show. Hey, I, do you have anything else?
1: Yeah, I just want to say, you know what, guys, if you love the game, you know what I mean, That if you want to get better, like Murph said, you got to put the time in. But like I said, it's up to you. If you want it, you go and out and get it. Yep. If you don't want it, then you know what? Just play for, for fun with your friends, drink beers, and make some good memories. That's yeah. it.
0: Yep, exactly. Well, Joe, I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Um, good luck tomorrow. All let's right. uh, let's get let's both play better. Maybe maybe not get a win, unless we're lucky enough. But uh, at least let's play better than what we did today, and put ourselves in a position that you know it, it's good for us going into the last tournament of the year uh, at Clipper next week. So. Um, everybody thank you for listening i appreciate the support i really i've i brought this up in the past how much it blows my mind that um there's so many people across you know 23 different countries listening to the show and i and i apologize for the past that i haven't been getting many shows out um there's been a lot of stuff happening with the move and all that kind of stuff but I, i promise you that it'll get back on a regular basis a weekly basis the fee fee is no more, correct, Joe?
1: Yeah, we 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 kind of stopping that one because I I I, you're I, would, gone.
0: I would give the uh, <laughs> yeah I'm done, <laughs> um, yeah. So the fee fee is done. Obviously, we talk about the Beach Boys golf. We talk about the SDB golf. We talk about the VGA uh, VGA golf, and then of course the PGA news. We got our Brent Grant watch on the PGA tour. We talk about the corn fairy uh, tour we got our Jared Sawada and I also start have to uh keeping tabs on our boy also another boy from Hawaii uh remind me of his name Lauren Lawrence Chan Lawrence Chan yeah and
1: hey if you can get a, a hold of Chan Kim that guy's right there he's doing wonders in the European tour he's like right there in the order merit official world record he's in the top I believe top 50 in the world. That's amazing.
0: That is amazing, and he's from Hawaii.
1: And he's from Hawaii.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there is a lot of good talent here in the state of Hawaii, um, and and the uh guys are really good. I really, I'm really pulling for him to win a uh, win the conference at least, if not a championship. But uh, again, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate that the time that you uh, take out of your busy days to listen to the podcast. If you guys have any questions, any comments, any topics you want me to discuss, um, please shoot me an email at mersplace808 at gmail.com or you can go to the Spotify, which was the anchor, but it's now on Spotify. Uh, you can go to the Spotify site for the Merce Place 808 podcast and leave me a message there. If you would like to help support the podcast, there's a place there that you click on and and help support the podcast. Like I've said in the past, any money that's made on the podcast goes right back into the podcast, uh, whether it be equipment or uh, fees, or luckily I haven't had to pay any (laughs) appearance fees for my guests yet, but someday that may change. I don't know, but but anyhow, if you guys have anything you wanna talk about, please shoot me an email. Don't hesitate. If you have any questions, even, even if the comments are not good, I can take it. I've got thick skin. Leave me a message. I really appreciate it. But more importantly, if you guys are out there playing golf, hit them straight, hit them long, but don't hit them very often. Aloha, everybody.